Many large glossy calendars with pictures of tires on them had been hung randomly on the walls. Jesus, I said as my feet almost slipped out from under me. Should have brought my ice skates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's the emergency? Louis swept aside some sparkly Christmas cards, heavily accented with black fingerprints, to make room on Pete's desk for the pumpkin pie. One of the cards fell over and emitted a few tremulous notes of God rest ye merry gentlemen, before lapsing into an embarrassed silence, like the kid in a choir who accidentally sings out on the upbeat. So, I said, I've got to go talk to a guy named Tip Poindexter. Louie was sliding his feet experimentally across the grease on the floor. Tell you what, he said without looking up. Here's my best suggestion. Go get your passport. Go get all your passports. Then go to Pakistan with a lot of plane changes and double backs and new names along the way. And stay there. Hey, you know anyone who looks just like you? No. Too bad. You could use a double. He sat in what I guessed was Pete's chair, the only one in the room, and swiveled it silently back and forth a couple of times. Pete kept it well-oiled, but then I figured Pete's primary purpose in life was to keep everything well-oiled. I put the second piece of pie, the apple, next to the pumpkin. This is the kind of situation, Louis said. A guy who's like your twin or something would come in really handy. And you should make yourself the beneficiary on his life insurance. In fact, tell you something. Except for the double, I got someone who could arrange all that. She's a nice girl, too. Disappear you so good you'd be looking for yourself. So, Tip Poindexter, despite having a name that would look good on a butterfly, is not actually, it's a made-up name, Louis said. When he first got here from Russia, he had a kind of brainy American girlfriend. Brainy by his standards, anyway. She told him to play Scrabble to improve his English, and she spelled out tipping point. That's two words, I said. Louis waggled his head from side to side. He was an immigrant then, so what did he know? A lot of Scrabble points and tipping point. She won the game. For all I know, a couple years later, he figured out she cheated and had her thrown out of a helicopter. But at the time, when he needed a name with some vowels in it, he came up with Tip Poindexter. What was his original name? With no vowels, who can pronounce it? Louis said. He pulled out the plastic fork I'd stuck vertically in the pumpkin and dropped it into a wastebasket full of wadded greasy paper towels. Then he picked up the piece of pumpkin pie minus the paper plate. Russians have vowels, he said. They may be short on some stuff, but vowels they've got. Louis took a bite out of the filling and tucked it in his cheek. He comes from a place near Sochi, you know, where the Russians put on those weird winter Olympics with all the fake snow. But his name was from some old language. Whole alphabet only had a couple of vowels. It was like that TV show where they're always trying to buy a vowel, except for them the answer was always no. For hundreds of years. Ubik, I said. Last person who spoke it died twenty, twenty-five years ago. Must have been a lonely guy, he said around a mouthful of pie. Thousands of great vowel-free puns lost forever. From what I know about the place, they probably talk mostly about goats and snow. He took another big bite of filling. Louis was the closest thing to a friend I had in the crook world, although 
Since his commodity was information, our relationship stopped a few feet short of full and open. He'd been a getaway driver until a wrong turn after a diamond heist went mildly disastrous, and word got out that he could barely find his way out of his own driveway. After sitting around for months like Norma Desmond waiting for the phone to ring with the next job, he packed it in and went into business as a telegraph, with a sideline in unregistered and often souped-up cars, as a sort of nod to his past as a driver. What he lacked in his sense of direction, he made up in memory. If he'd ever heard something, he remembered it, and he made sure he heard pretty much everything. He licked one of the craters he'd made in the pumpkin pie and said, If you're going to do business with Tip Poindexter, maybe you ought to pay me in advance. Five hundred. After all these years, I said, reaching for my wallet. Long time ago, I heard something Erwin Dressler was supposed to.